up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller, and today, if you're watching on YouTube, you can probably have a good guess on what we're talking about. You can kind of see with the jersey right here, I'm wearing an IU Indiana basketball jersey. So that's obviously what we're going to be talking about today. Really, we're in the start of the offseason for all sports, basically. NHL just wrapped up. MLB is on their all-star break. And you guys know I don't talk about those two sports as much because I don't watch and follow NHL or MLB as much as I do basketball and football. As for basketball and football, they are starting to come back soon. We're not starting to. They're not coming back soon, but they're coming back in like a month or so. And like I said in the last episode, I'm sick and tired of having no football. I just want football back. However, I got to talk about IU basketball because they have been doing things this offseason schedule-wise and player-wise and coaching staff-wise that I have really absolutely loved. And really, this show is almost like a rant of Indiana basketball because I'm just going to tell you guys my thoughts on what's going to happen with the program, what direction we're headed, and overall what I think is going to do well and what's going to do wrong for the Hoosiers next season. Before you dive into this episode with me, make sure you're following our social medias. Our Instagram and Twitter is at DW Sports with two S's on the end. Our TikTok and Snapchat is at DW underscore sports. And our email is DW Sports Show at gmail.com if you guys have any questions. Now, I want you guys to look at IU's non-conference schedule during the break this year, this upcoming season, compared to last year. And I want you to tell me what difference you guys see. And even look at this year's non-conference schedule compared to Archie Miller's last year, two years ago, and the non-conference schedule last year. Compare all three of them during the break. I will be right back with you guys to talk about that first. Then we'll move up to player personnel, coaching staff, all that good stuff. All you Hoosier fans, you're in for a treat. Bloomington is back on track in the basketball world. See you guys in a minute. Look at that stuff during the break. I promise you it's really interesting. We're back on DW Sports. What did you guys see? Well, the first thing that I saw on this year's non-conference schedule is that we have three opponents back-to-back-to-back as of right now that are three of the toughest programs in college basketball coming up next season. Obviously, one of them is the defending runner-ups, the North Carolina Tar Heels, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. One of them is the Arizona Wildcats. And the last one is at Kansas. We have to go at Allen Fieldhouse and play the Kansas Jayhawks, as well as the runner-ups of last season, as well as Arizona and Las Vegas. That was the first thing that stood out to me. 
But IU has not scheduled non-conference games, good ones, in a while, as a matter of fact. They have scheduled cupcake teams, I like to call them, for the past couple years. And I don't know why. They maybe will throw a Big Ten game in there, if even one Big Ten game in that mix. But usually there's nothing. It's just a bunch of cupcake teams. And then we'll go out. And we'll play a Big Ten school. And we're not prepared for it. We're not ready for it. And that has really made me mad in the past. So looking at these three non-conference games, no matter if we win or lose, they will prepare us for next season. 100% will prepare us for Big Ten games next season. As of North Carolina and Arizona and Kansas, do I think we could go 3-0 against them? There's not a very high chance. I would probably give it like a 15, 10% chance at max, at max. But you never know. IU is that team that doesn't play up to their 100% potential sometimes, if you know what I'm talking about. IU, they like to play up to their competition or they like to play down to their competition, meaning if they're playing a good school, then they'll play really well, especially if it's at home. If Bloomington Assembly Hall is into the crowd, they will beat anybody in the country. They will beat anybody in the country at home. But if they play a team that's slower paced, that IU is favored to win by double digits, they play down to competition, man. Which is why I say with those three, there's always a chance because three big games – IU's going to play up to competition for all three of them. The issue is I do think that North Carolina is better than us, and I do think that Kansas is most likely better than us coming up this season. If I were to give any of the three a chance to win, Arizona, North Carolina, or Kansas against us, I would, mo- I would probably say it would be at Kansas. Going to Allen Fieldhouse is one of the toughest – places in college basketball to win. No doubt, no doubt one of the toughest places to win in college basketball. North Carolina is at home. So like I just said, Bloomington's going to be popping. The crowd is going to be into it. I would not be surprised at all if North Carolina was ranked number one in the nation coming to Assembly Hall. I would not be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised if IU is ranked in the top 10 because as long as we don't drop, one of the non-conference games before North Carolina, which is our first game of those three. We, we play cupcake teams before that. So as long as we don't do something stupid and drop one of those games, lose it, or make one of those games be closer than IU fans wished, I feel like we're going to start off the year like 14 or 15th in the nation. So if four or five teams can lose in front of us, I think it'll put us into the top 10. And the whole country will be watching the number one North Carolina Tar Heels face off against my prediction, the number 10 Indiana Hoosiers in Assembly Hall. But I do think that Kansas has the highest percent chance to beat us. And as for IU's highest percent chance out of the three to beat one of those teams, I would say it's North Carolina. Think about it. We love to play up to competition. When teams come to Assembly Hall, 
it is very, very hard for them to win, no matter who it is. Purdue, North Carolina, Duke, no matter who it is, no matter who IU has on the floor, it is a difficult, difficult task for teams to walk into Assembly Hall and beat the Indiana Hoosiers. So of North Carolina, Arizona, and Kansas, at Kansas, I think IU has the highest percent chance of those three to knock off the number one North Carolina Tar Heels, and I think that they will. I think that they will. I think we'll go two and one in that stretch. We'll beat North Carolina, we'll beat Arizona, and we'll lose at Kansas. And I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not even mad if we go one and two. If we lose to North Carolina, lose to Kansas, and beat Arizona, that's fine with me. We're talking about three teams in a row that are potentially top 10 teams in the nation at the time that IU has to play back-to-back-to-back. I don't think it will be back-to-back-to-back because there's a gap in between Arizona and at Kansas, I believe, and I think they're going to place a Big Ten game in there because there's like a, a, a more than a week stretch in between the games. So I feel like they will place a Big Ten game in there. But as long as it's not like a Northwestern or a Rutgers or somebody like that at the bottom of the Big Ten, I think that will be fine. And it's going to prepare us for at Kansas even more because that is going to be our hardest competition of the year. You know, with Indiana basketball, it scares me whenever they play on the road because they do not play good on the road. If you guys remember Trace Jackson Davis's post-game interview last year, he said something like, we're going to try to protect home court and we're going to try to win a few on the road. A few on the road? So that means that you're not going to try to win every road game. That means that you're going to attempt to win a few. That doesn't make any sense. So when you have a mentality like that, honestly, it doesn't shock me that they do horrible on the road. It really doesn't. It shouldn't surprise any Indiana Hoosier fans either because they play horrible on the road, horrible, unless it's a really good team. Last year, we lost to at Penn State. We lost to Penn State on the road. Were we better than Penn State? 100,000% absolutely. We travel to Purdue, and we only lose by three. Purdue is better than us. They are a better basketball team than us. We beat them in Assembly Hall. That's because, one, we were playing up to competition, and two, it was at home. Purdue, I think, only lost one Big Ten game in Mackey last season, and it was Wisconsin. I remember watching that game in Florida. They are unstoppable at home. They have a phenomenal home court advantage, but I only lost a three at Purdue. It's playing up and down the competition. Those three games, UNC, Kansas, Arizona, I use going to play up. They're not going to back down. Nope. They will play up to competition. And I think that they will go two and one in that stretch. But let me know your thoughts on it. North Carolina at home is probably my, my safest guess because matchup-wise, you've got Jackson Davis on Baycott. You know, you've got Xavier Johnson on 
Caleb Love and R.J. Davis and all those guys, you know. So I think matchup-wise, it's going to be a really good game. I think I guaranteed lost those at Kansas, but let me know your thoughts. I will be right back to talk about just Mike Woodson, how he's turned around the program, thoughts on next season, and what the future holds for IU. See you guys in a minute. Okay. What does the future hold for IU? Well, one, I think the main takeaway that IU Hoosier fans got away from last season is one, we made the freaking tournament. Like, we made the tournament, guys. IU fans, we made the tournament. Now, we wouldn't even have been in a playing game if Richmond didn't win the A-10, okay? Richmond. They got an at-large bid instead of us because they won the A-10. Now, it all worked out. We beat Wyoming in the playing game. And I honestly thought we were going to beat St. Mary's because of the West Coast Conference teams, but no excuses. I don't like to use that tired crap. Oh, they're fatigued. They're, maybe they were. But it's the tournament. You have to win. Six, round of 64 is one game. 32 is two. 16 is three. Eight is four. Four is five. And then the championship game is six. You have to win six games. Six more Ws than your national champions. And they got 30-balled. St. Mary's was a good team. They probably deserve to be a five-seed. I underestimated them because they're in the West Coast Conference. I like to troll the West Coast Conference because Gonzaga is in there, and that's quite literally the only good team in it in most years. They did have St. Mary's, and they had St. San Francisco this year as well. But I usually like to troll the West Coast Conference because they just need to get rid of it altogether for the bigger schools, BYU, Gonzaga, St. Uh, San Francisco, and St. Mary's. They all need to get out. BYU is one too big of a school. And the other three are just too good at basketball to be in the conference. So Pacific, Pepperdine, all of them, they can stay. That's fine. Gonzaga needs to move to, I was going to say the Pac-12, but they're dissolving like crazy right now. So I wouldn't mind them seeing, in the, seeing Gonzaga in the Big 12 or even in the SEC or something just for basketball because they don't have a football program. So that kind of leaves a mark on them, I guess. But the West Coast Conference just needs to dissolve. And honestly, for IU playing St. Mary's, I thought we should have beat them because we were a Big Ten school. But no, they didn't. They got 30-piece. And I don't want to focus on the negative. I do want to focus on the positive is that we made the tournament for the first time in six years. Mike Woodson did something that Archie Miller couldn't do in six years. Mike Woodson did that in one year. So that's really saying something about the coach. Now, you could say that COVID year, we, we would have made it, and so it may be. But we weren't going to get anywhere in the tournament. This was a step up for IU because Mike Woodson did not have any of his own recruits. He was coaching Archie Miller's guys. The program was still kind of 
taking a turn because they're getting used to Mike Woodson as the head coach, the coaching staff all around him, and the culture of IU basketball with Mike Woodson instead of with Archie Miller. And so it takes more than one year to do that. It usually takes about two or three. But from what I saw last year, IU could potentially be a single-digit seed in the tournament this year or the next year. I know Jackson Davis isn't going to stay next year. It is a long shot to say that he would stay, but he could come back and be a super senior. Say the draft does not go his way again. The experts say, Jackson Davis, you're not projected to be picked, bud. You're not projected to go in the top 60. If he comes back for a fifth year, he could go down as a top three IU basketball player of all time. He could be up there with Calvert Cheney. He could be up there with Isaiah Thomas. He could be up there with Scott May. All of those guys. Walt Bellamy, if y'all know who that is. He could be up there as a super senior. However, the likelihood of that is not very likely at all. The reason why IU is favored to win the Big Ten is because of Trace Jackson Davis. If Jackson Davis entered his name in the NBA drafts, was taking the NBA route, IU would most likely be projected to finish third or fourth in the Big Ten. But since Jackson Davis returns, his numbers last year were eye candy enough for viewers to say, oh, my goodness, this guy's the best player in the Big Ten. IU's going to win the Big Ten under this guy because so many people left. Jaden Ivey left. Kofi Coburn left. Um, Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate from Michigan left. You know, you had, you had Max Christie from Michigan State leave. You had a ton of good guys in the Big Ten that left. Now, they did bring in some good talent recruiting-wise. Illinois brought in Matthew Meyer from Baylor, who is a heck of a basketball player. And Michigan has some good recruits as well. And Hunter Dickinson coming back for them placed them as a top three projected finish in the Big Ten. Michigan, I think, will honestly be second in the Big Ten behind Indiana because Come on, guys. The projections at the start of the year are not always that far off. Now, they have been in the past. They don't always get it right. But the projections, the projections, I'm sorry, are never that far off. The team that's projected to win the Big Ten never places like sixth or seventh in the Big Ten. They're usually almost always in the top four. They usually almost always get a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. I think that a lot of this Indiana hype, though, relies on Jalen Huchifino and Malik Renu, if that's even how you say his last name. The two guys coming in, Jalen and Malik, the two freshmen, if those two guys live up to their hype, I think that the Hoosiers easily win the Big Ten. Not even coming down to the past week or so, I think they solidify the Big Ten title two or three weeks before the regular season even ends up and we go into postseason play. However, not to knock on Christian Lander, but if they are like Christian Lander, then we're not going to win the Big Ten. Michigan or Illinois will. Illinois is still a heck of a basketball program. 
and Michigan is good as well. But Lander was a five-star recruit when he came into IU. He reclassified. Honestly, it was probably best for him if he just stayed one more year in high school to develop a little bit more. He transferred to Western Kentucky, so he's not on the IU team anymore, except there was a lot of hype for him coming out that he was going to be our starting point guard and be the second-best player on our team and do all that stuff. However, he did not live up to the hype. He was a liability on defense, and the shot wasn't that good. The same amount of pressure relies on Jalen hood Shafino and Malik Renua. I think that's how you say his – I don't even know how to say his last name. Malik. I'll just say Malik. If those two guys are as good as the experts say, IU wins the Big Ten. If not, best-case scenario is second. But there are too many good programs this year that if they don't live up to the hype, we're not going to win the Big Ten. So that's my thoughts on that. But Mike Woodson overall is taking the program to a whole other level that Archie Miller had never even seen. And it's good for IU basketball. I think it's back to where we were with the Tom Crean days. Tom Crean just didn't find a way to win in the postseason. That was his issue. Mike Woodson can do so, I believe. He just needs to get back into the college coaching role, not the NBA role where he subs in a whole new group of five. They can do that in the NBA because those guys are so good that it's just like there's not that big of a gap. There is a gap in the NBA, but they're so good that you can expect everybody on the floor to do something great, whereas college teams aren't as deep. And a few guys could be liabilities in college. So he just needs to get back into that college coaching role. But overall, I think he will be fine. Let me know your thoughts on that as well. Overall, though, that's really all I got to say. I just had to splurge that out, especially to my Indiana fans. But thank you guys for tuning in today and listening to me. Comment down below and please follow our Twitter and sub to our YouTube, man. Our YouTube has like 80% of our watch time people not subscribed. 80% of people that watch us on YouTube are not subscribed. Guys, it takes one second to turn your phone from horizontal to vertical and tap the subscribe button. And even better, hit the bell because then you'll know when we upload. Although you should know, 7 o'clock, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern time. The YouTube videos some, sometimes come a little bit later. In fact, they do come a little bit later because I have to do a bunch of editing and stuff with YouTube, whereas the audio is just the audio. Expect the audio at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, though. And the YouTube video, hit the bell because then you'll know when we upload on YouTube and you can actually see me. So hit the bell and please sub. It takes one second, man. One second to turn your phone vertically and hit sub. And you can still be listening to me. You don't have to stop what you're doing. All right. Hit the subscribe button. I don't want to see 80% of our watchers not subscribed anymore. It makes me realize that. I'm not marketing hard enough on the YouTube end. So sub, please, please sub. 
But thank you guys for listening, whether you're watching on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, CastBox, wherever. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Go Hoosiers, baby. Hopefully we have a good football and basketball season. Comment down below what you guys think about the Indiana Hoosiers, the boys in Cream and Crimson and Bloomington. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Peace out. Go Hoosiers.